State of the Nation is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts. And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Derek Carr just said it here after the Raiders beat the Bengals. He wants Raider fans out on the road to help make those road stadiums silver and black. The Raiders are heading to New York, then to Kansas City for a potential first place showdown. So check out GameTime. The app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love the win. You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin and Vic Tafer, just Jimmy Durkin and Vic Tafer. Ted and Wynn is, as we say, we, on, we, a, we, on assignment. We killed him off. Ted, <laughs> Ted's a longer on the show. Hope you enjoy his uh, thoughts over the year. But he's done. Why are you lying? Why, why are you he's, disappointing he's, all the he's fans? At, he's at a wedding. He's, he's at a wedding. He's care. on assignment. Care, talk about a big win. A huge win over the uh, the mighty Bengals. Yeah, a 17-10 win over Cincinnati. And, I mean, small picture, it's not a, you know, wasn't a thoroughly impressive performance. But who cares? Who cares? Big picture, it's a 3-0 and homestand. And the Raiders are 6-4. and And currently... As they enter, as the Chiefs get ready for their Monday night game in Mexico City against the Chargers, currently the Raiders and Chiefs are tied for first place in the AFC West. They are both six and four. If the Chargers can deliver in Mexico, the Raiders could be in sole possession of first place. Yeah, a lot of Raider fans rooting for the Chargers tomorrow night. That'd be kind of interesting, kind of fun for them. Yeah, um, I mean, just to, how, how do you how do you rationalize it? You know. We made fun of Ted when he had this team as, as nine and seven in the playoffs, and so since he's not here, we can we can kind of uh, riff on that a little bit because um, we we don't have to sit here next to him and give him credit. But uh, nine and seven and in the playoffs is not ludicrous at this point. No, it might be disappointing to only go nine and seven. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat. I mean, definitely again today we saw their rookies kind of all step up and make big plays, especially on defense today. And just you know, they they believe right now. I think uh, there's a lot of confidence on the team. I think they see the schedule. They got through the hardest part of the schedule, and now it's all kind of downhill. So, I mean, today wasn't pretty, but um, you know, a win's a win. I think I, I've always thought it was a tough spot because coming off that, you know, win against the Chargers, emotional game, division arrival Thursday night. It's I mean, you can watch film of these guys, the Bengals, all you want. You can't really get, I think, properly motivated to play the Bengals. So I think you, know, you, you won the game, took care of business, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, I mean, and you know, talking to guys down in the locker room. You know, I I was curious because we sit here and we look at a three-game homestand and say, oh, they should win all those games. But I, I don't, I, I didn't expect that the players actually kind of looked at it that way and said, this is an opportunity we have to get, you know, we have to eat. But a lot of guys, no. They circled this portion of the schedule and said, we need to win all three of those games. Derek Carr said it. Uh, Richie Incognito said it. Darren Waller said it. A lot of these guys talked about, like, we need to win all three of these games. And obviously, if they want to get to the playoffs, they want to go where they want to go, they have to. But um, they really did look at this as a, as a portion of the schedule that they had to take advantage of, and they certainly did. 
Yeah, this this part of the schedule was the reward for that tor- that horrible stretch of games, a five game road trip, the eleven month road trip yeah, where they went uh, seven continents and played yeah, a game so in every continent. This was the reward for doing that for all those tough road wins and the, and the losses and just going through that huge stretch of not being at home. This was the reward: three games at home um, today against not not a very good team. So it took care of business. Now they're. Um, they're in a good spot. They're six and four. They got the Jets coming up, which you know the Jets won today. But the Jets are not, are not a good team. I got safe no. to say. Yeah. So definitely a very winnable game. Then uh, what's up next? The could be a huge game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, and if you win in New York next week, no matter what happens with uh, the Chiefs tomorrow, if the Chiefs win uh, and, and take care of the Chargers in Mexico, either way, if you if you win in New York. You're walking into that game because the Chiefs will be on a bye. You're walking into that game tied for first place with Kansas City. And nobody would have expected that to be, uh, at the start of the year, expected that to be a game where you're talking about uh, two teams tied for first place. And a lot of that is because the, the Chiefs haven't played quite as well as you would have expected. They're 2-3 and three at Arrowhead this season. Um, but, man, I mean, I, I just... It's unbelievable to think about the that game. The Raiders, if they can take care of business against a bad Jets team, it's still a tough game, but they, they have a chance to walk into Kansas City in a, in a tie for first place. Yeah, and we all knew the team had, you know, the offense has been the kind of the backbone of the team all year, but you're seeing of late, they're having more and more confidence in the defense. I mean, today, John Gruden passed up a 52-yard field goal uh, attempt and punted the ball up 17-10, kind of like telling the defense, hey, it, it's on you guys. You know, and the third week in a row, they kind of closed the game down. I mean, the uh, big interception by Trayvon Mullen after the, the fourth sack by Max Crosby. So, um, yeah, those, those kind of moments are huge for teams that are trying to find themselves and develop you know, identity. And this defense is starting to slowly believe in itself that they can make plays. Again, we're not, no one's asking the world. No one's asking them to be a you know, top 10 defense. Just mm-hmm. make plays. Make plays that win a game and, and can turn the tide. And they've done that the last, the last three weeks. You know, I know we gave Max Crosby a lot of credit last week. He only had a half a sack. But um, while everybody, you know, Cleveland Furl, you definitely gave him credit for the two and a half sacks that he had. Um, you know, we, we noted on the show that, Crosby was really a guy creating a lot of pressure. I think he ended up being credited last week with what ten? Ten, ten pressures. Ten pressures, um, and uh, you know that John Gruden likes to talk about the factor grade, and then and so I, I think he maybe was, was thinking that people weren't. weren't well, he likes to don't say that the factor. The you got factor awesome grade. The factor grade. Yeah, it, it, he kind of said that with the impression that people weren't talking about how impactful Crosby had been. And I think it had been pretty well noted that Crosby's been, yeah, been impactful. I'm not sure what John's reading. Yeah. John, I mean, John yeah, likes, I mean, it's, I it's like saying factor. Fact, yeah. like it's kind of like a F-U thing. Factor. Yeah. Well, he, he, lo- he, lo- he thinks that you know, he thinks that people that watch football, you guys only get excited when you see a sack. And here we are. We're doing the damn yeah, we're, Gruden depressions again. Nah, we're not supposed to do that. You know that. what? It's impossible. You cannot do it. I mean, They're it's, fun. They're yeah, fun. It's like low-hanging fruit. Everyone's, you know, you see it, you're going to grab it, and you're going to take a bite. What are you going to do? <laughs> no, but um, but Crosby, I mean, it to see him kind of turn that – Turn those pressures into into yeah, four sacks. I mean, really three good. in the fourth quarter had the strip. I mean, in the first one in the first quarter, a strip sack. Um, right, I'm going to play the role of Ted here because last week when Cleveland has a big game, Ted's like, "Yeah, but the guy he's beating was terrible." So I'm going to say, "Yeah, but I mean, the guy that Max was beating, John Jerry." Can you tell me about it? What's his background? <laughs> asked, is, he, is he a starter? Or? I asked the Bengals guy, uh, Morrison, for some because I thought he was uh, Jerry's third on the depth chart at left tackle, but he started today, and he's pretty bad. I asked uh, Morrison what the deal was, and he freaking, God bless him, sent me a novel <laughs> response. But in the short, 
they have two guys who, through health and various other reasons, are not playing. And so, therefore, Jerry's been the guy the last four games. And Max beat him uh, on three of the four sacks. And the fourth one, they figured, you know, let's just not block him. And Max had a free run at, uh, at Finley. But, I mean, just showed him the combination of the you – know, obviously, you know, he has a speed rush down. But on the last sack, I believe – he kind of gave him a little change-up, beat him an inside rush. So uh, he's long, he's fast, he's, he's bendy. And I think um, and one thing I will say this where I forget the Max, when I talked to him after the game, he wanted to give some credit to uh, Deion Jordan. He said Deion Jordan, with his speed and the inside rush next to him, was a big factor. Definitely made his life a little easier. So Deion Jordan also had a sack in his first game. A coverage sack, it wasn't anything yeah, beautiful. For no, for no gain, no But, loss. Uh, again, it was a factor. I think he yeah. definitely uh, helped out Max, and I think you see like. All of a sudden, you know, they got a pass rush. Yeah, Deion Jordan's first snap as a Raider was the play on which Max Crosby got the strip sack, I believe. There you go. Yeah, he was he was rushing from the inside, and and you can see. I mean, that's that's a probably great has, probably has a high factor grade. High factor grade. It says a lot about this team that they're able to bring in a guy like that who hasn't played in a long time, hadn't played all year, and and be able to get him uh, to come in and make even some kind of an impact. Uh, you can say the same thing for DJ Swearinger, um, leading tackler, right? Yeah, he started a lot of team of tackles and definitely came in, walked in the door on uh, on Wednesday. Tuesday, probably. So, um, yeah, definitely. They've done, done it all year long. They've had so many injuries on both sides of the ball, and guys have stepped in. And and, uh, and John credited the high-effort uh, coaching staff, just guys who are putting the time in and getting results. And you got to say, that's one of the reasons why they're 6-4. They're and four. Yeah. Um, I mean, this – it's been talked about the last couple of weeks is that you know, they, they're getting – they really like the way that – the defense has been able to be out there on the field for the game-winning plays, and third straight week, um, they're just they're they're building up these moments. Trayvon Mullen had um, you know has the game clinching interception where he finally he, he's been in position a couple times this year for interceptions and and dropped them a couple of them, even including one earlier today that could have potentially been a pick six if he if he can jump it and, and catch it. Um, was that a really bad pass though. That was like it was a terrible pass. Yeah, yeah. so I mean. Um, hard to pick off. But, yeah, but um, I mean, this one was a, a, a difficult interception, but yeah, he makes the nice play. Diving catch, yeah. um, you know, uh, Isaiah Johnson had a had a pass breakup, I think, right? He's so the- that was the goal, and it's traded away Garen Conley. One of the things that both uh, Gruden and Gunther said was that we want to give these guys a chance to play. Both, um, actually, three of them, not only um, Mullen and Johnson, but also Keyshawn Nixon. If it came to that, they want to give those three guys a shot to play and see what they had going forward. Like, which of these guys? can emerge as a starting cornerback next year. And Nixon hasn't had a shot yet, but I think you see flashes from both uh, Mullen and Johnson. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Nevin Lawson in there playing some nickel with LaMarcus Joyner out. Um, and, you know, that could be a blessing in disguise to see, in disguise to see what they can get from Lawson just because, you know, LaMarcus Joyner, uh, for as, as much as that signing was hyped, has not made as many plays as I think the, the Raiders were probably hoping for. That was very well said. Though. Very nicely put. You <laughs> wanted to say something else but you didn't. That was well done. Yeah, Lawson's a veteran. I mean, I think that's what the, all they wanted guys to come in and know the system, know what to do, what not, what not to do. And I think they had high hopes for him coming in. And they gave him some, I can't remember off the top of my head, but got pretty decent coin when they signed him. Yeah. So I think... Um, it's a good thing they had him to, to fill in there. I think again, you see the defense again. And again, this is all against Ryan Finley, so it's not we're not gonna 
Man, I love the runs he had. In you, the show. you, out of you were you were getting a little bit too hyped up during the game See, when he would. I'm, when very, he would sarc- I'm very sarcastic on Twitter. People mistake my no, sarcasm. No, no, I'm not talking about Twitter, Vic. I'm talking about the Vic that I sit next to at these games. Because you were getting all excited about, about the runs, Ryan. about the runs. And I like the I had runs. To remember, I had to, had to start reciting his passing stats. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not a stat guy. I, I'm, I'm I'm a visual guy. See, he was 13 of 31, 115 yards. But look who's playing with. I mean. I mean, come on, John Jerry. I, mean, I could probably block better than that guy. So I mean, and who are your receivers? Take Tyler Eifert. Take out Herb. Who? Who are your receivers? Tyler Eifert. Don't look, don't look at the stats. Who are his receivers? You can't even tell me. I mean, I'm even looking at the stats. Can't stat even tell me who his receivers the, are. The, like, yeah, I mean, we've I'm got just saying, receiver, yeah. tight end, tight end, running back, running back. I don't know who this Eric guy see is. Why, that had I can see one why Gruden. Zero. All right, shut up. We're, we're done with that. I can see why Gruden liked him at the Senior Bowl. I can see. He's not, I'm not saying he's close to being the finish, but you can see the raw potential. He's got some stuff to work with. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not in love with the guy. But I'm just saying, being quarter, a quarterback on this team is not not easy. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, and I'll give you credit. It, outside of Auden Tato, obviously, the scary injury, no receivers had any receiving yards. There you go. See? It was uh, Eifert uh, with 21, Uzumah with five. Ivory, must, Ivory had a bad day. Eifert missed three. a bunch of catches, right? Three. Yeah. Um, how many targets uh, do you have? Four. Four? Uh, whatever. So, four times. Never mind. Uh, you picked him up in fantasy. You were you were expecting I'm a big not, day. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's not accurate. No. <laughs> All right, but I mean, uh, sources uh, sources are wrong on that one. Offensively for the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr, not a flashy day, but but a solid day. I mean, twenty five of twenty nine, two ninety two, had the one bad pass, uh, the interception. Which um, I mean, him and Renfro uh, are really becoming a, a third down you know, combination there. Right. So much so that I think uh, you can start predicting it a little bit. Yeah, that and, one that got jumped the route. That wasn't a great moment. But I think in the first half, wasn't he like 14 to 15? And, and the one the one was, was a, kind of a tough play by Waller. It was a little Waller. bit of a – it was a pass. It was kind of thrown behind Waller. It was catchable. Yeah. But he didn't catch it. Um, and he's still yeah. playing pretty clean football. I mean, I had the one turnover today, so it's the first time he's had a turnover and a win. Mm-hmm. But, again, he's doing the right things. I think um, Josh Jacobs was a buck 12 running the ball. So the offense wasn't um, – as good as it has been in recent in recent weeks, but uh, it was good enough. I think um, again, uh, these kind of games are weird. I just think that it's hard. To, you walk away with a win, and you kind of don't look back. Yeah, he he hit the the sweet spot in terms of his passing yards, two hundred ninety two yards, which is, is good because an uh, interesting stat that I was when I was digging through some of the game notes, weekly notes this week, is uh, John Gruden uh, as a coach, fourteen and sixteen, a losing record when he has a quarterback throw for three hundred yards. What does that mean? Generally, <laughs> throwing for 300 yards is is considered a pretty good thing, and the fact that he, you know, I, I think he's like this. This win makes him now, I think, 29 and eight when he has a running back run for 100 yards. Wow, he got some numbers. Yeah. Right. So we're saying when they run the ball well, they win, and then when they don't run the ball that well, they lose. Yeah, and when they if if they're too if his team when his team gets too reliant on the pass, go throws for over three hundred yards, right. they've got a losing record. Yeah, I mean, that, that's generally you don't generally see it, you know. And I think John mentioned today he got a little conservative. He mentioned about the not going for the field goal. I think in general he's a little conservative because I think you don't want to give this team any the Bengals any chances to kind of hurt you when they don't really earn them. So I think like to me, Tyrell Williams could have gotten he was going to open all day long. I think yeah. they really want to go to him more often. What were his final numbers? Four targets, four catches, 82 yards. So I think that was definitely is there to be exploited if you really want to take some more chances. But, again, I think they wanted to kind of you know just make sure this game didn't get away from them with any mistakes. So I think they kind of weren't 
thinking as big play as it could have been. Yeah. Um, the, the one, I guess, knock on Jacobs' day is obviously the, the fumble in the it red stinks. zone. Stinks. You get rid of him? Rookie of the year, out the window. Out the window. That's it. I mean, uh, that's his first fumble. I guess. I mean, it seems like he yeah, fumbled before. It, but it's technically, I guess, his first fumble. There was that pitch. Was that in in London, right? Yeah. That I. I, I, I mean, for some I, reason, I thought he had another one, but I guess I guess too, I thought, the stats say no. Yeah. So. To me, that that's weird. Those pitches they use. I I, I guess they charge that to Carr because. Right. But that was on him. I mean, yeah. and he, you know, he'll tell you it was on him. But um, so technically, it's his first fumble, first lost fumble. Um. Sure, they could have a lot more points if not for that fumble and the pick, I think. I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, and down here when they converted the fourth down and then still ended up having to kick the field goal, that was uh, you know, a little little bit disappointing for them. And, uh, right. Um, yeah. they, they had a false start by Incognito on the one-down yeah, line, right? That was yeah. a big one. Yeah, they had some weird play calls in that down there. They, I mean, I'm trying to think back there. The screen pass to Hunter Renfro, and they had like a uh, – the, 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 they they, they threw Jones. the ball on, on third down, they th- on third goal from the sixth, I believe. They threw it to Zay Jones at the three. Yeah. I don't I didn't, I didn't get that. But. Well, I mean, for the, the crazy maniac that Gruden says he is, sometimes it gets a little uh, little tight. But, yeah. um, again, you know, they won the game. He went down the black hole, and he hugged his, his peeps down there. So another, another great day in Oakland. Derek Carr showed off some legs. He uh, – Found a way to get into the end zone without without yeah. letting go of the ball. He's saying has he showed off his basketball moves, a little step back jumper. He's so proud of. He kind of little step back and got out of pressure and found a lane to run in. So, it's he did second, the Josh Jacobs dive. Josh Jacobs dive wasn't it wasn't wasn't as, as pretty. It wasn't really as necessary. But yeah, his second career rushing touchdown, which just doesn't seem like a, you know it seems like he should have more because he's pretty athletic. I mean, yeah. uh, he has to avoid. And it this. took him forever. It was last year, right? Last that year, he finally the got Colts first. was the first one. Yeah, so. I mean, those those two ways reaching the ball with the wrong hand, those two definitely could have been touchdowns also. But, again, I think, again, I, he'll be very proud of that all week. I'm sure he'll give his teammates a hard time about his uh, his moves and his, uh, his juke ability. But um, everyone here is happy. The whole team doesn't care what the score was. They're 6-4. Uh, they're and, four and uh, you know, looking at a pretty uh, – doable schedule yeah you know i talked with uh, richie incognito after the game and one kind of the things that i asked him was i was i was curious him being kind of an outsider joining this team like probably didn't have a whole lot of expectations you probably didn't know what exactly you were joining you know or how do you how does it feel to, to be here 10 games in and be in the, the playoff hunt and he's he said yeah it's definitely surprising that you know he he knew this team was kind of on an on an upward trajectory, but didn't know how much of one and how quick they would be. So, I mean, he's surprised to see that they've found themselves in playoff contention. Obviously, delightfully surprised, but um, it, it's interesting that, you know, guys on this team are kind of just, it seems like they're figuring out, we're pretty good. We're, we're pretty good. Right. I think like him, like a new guy like him coming in, I'm sure he was, I know, I know he was, very excited about Antonio Brown. He used to, you know, all the footage of those guys hugging and talking, and that was the guy he knew as an impact player. So I'm yeah. sure when Antonio Brown left, he was like, oh, crap. I mean, that's not what I really had in mind. Yeah. But, but so, again, I think the team has really done a great job of uh, overcoming that. The playbook got totally rewritten, and you have guys stepping up. And I think he, everyone has to be a little surprised how well it's gone after uh, – that ridiculous circus we all went through in, uh, in training camp. You know, uh, Derek Carr had the the line, probably the line of the game post game. That it's it's kind of funny, you know. You see it on you see it get tweeted out. Hey, uh, everyone's tagging Madden on it, but it it probably is is about as descriptive as you can get about this team. You know, he said uh, 
My favorite thing about our team is our Madden, our Madden ratings are really low, but we're pretty good at football. When you think about it, you look around this team, I mean, what do we say? Like, they still don't have, you know, I mean, offensively, Jacobs is really good, Waller's really good, but they still don't, you know, maybe don't have, like, the big play threads because, you know, you don't see, you know, Jacobs isn't necessarily a guy who's probably going to break a lot of 70, 80-yard touchdowns, and, and Waller hasn't quite done that, and defensively, Max Crosby showed it today to be, be a playmaker, but they still, you know, don't have huge playmakers in defense. I mean, they don't have guys that are going to litter the Pro Bowl. I mean, they're going to have some, probably some offensive linemen make it. Um, Josh Jacobs, I, I think, is going to be a, a, certainly a contender for the Pro Bowl. But, I mean, they are just kind of coming together as, as a good, pretty well-rounded team, even though they still have a lot of room to grow in terms of adding talent. Yeah, it's definitely a bunch of underdogs. I think I'm going to write about that this week. I was talking to like, some guys last week about that. Like Nicholas Morrow, the guy from a tiny college, he's playing a lot. I mean, Whitehead didn't get a chance to start the first couple of years in the league. Trent Brown. Yeah. Know, these, the greatest some, underdog. Yeah, the greatest underdog. And, I mean, Eric Harris last week. Just guys who uh, have come out of nowhere and kind of, uh, you know, Establish a role for themselves in this team, and definitely has the wins are now starting to get stacked up. There's more and more confidence, and these underdogs now see a chance to really be like you know the guys front and center making a, making a playoff run. Yeah, um, I, I certainly didn't see this coming, but um, no, it, no one could have. I mean, when they lost to the Vikings, they got destroyed, and they're going off you know to the rest of that road trip. I mean, there's no one, not even the great Ted Wynn and his uh, <laughs> ever loving optimism could have seen this coming at that point because they got destroyed by the Vikings and he figured that road trip was going to totally – and it's funny, like I talked to – I was talking to Morrow, he's mentioned that, talking about that road trip and he's like, everyone thought we were going to be dead. And I'm like, I did. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, even some of his friends and family thought you guys are about to go over the cliff in the next three weeks and they survived. So I just think it's uh, – once you get past that and, and you kind of dust yourself off, I'm like, hey, we've got three games at home coming up. This is our shot. And they took advantage of it. They won all three. And now they can uh, control their own destiny. I mean, you really look at the Indianapolis game it, as a turning point because that was a game that you thought, okay, they're going to go to Indy. Indy's playing pretty well. Brissett's playing pretty well. They're going to lose that, and they're going to go to they're going to go to London. They're going to get obliterated by Khalil Mack, and and certainly we're kind of seeing that the Bears are not, you know, not kind of the team that they were last year. Yeah, they got some problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it it, it really kind of turned it around there in Indy. Got you know stacked that win there against Chicago. I mean, the, it was a setback losing to Green Bay, but you kind of always figured that was one you weren't going to win. And I, I still point to the Houston game. I wrote it after the game that they lost, sure, but I, I felt encouraged in the team's direction after that loss. I know a lot of people wanted to paint that as a loss. Like, uh, nope, they, that's the one they needed. They had to get that one if they wanted to have a chance. But I felt encouraged about that loss and talked to some of the guys, talked to Waller, talked to Incognito t- tonight uh, it, to see kind of – did. did it seems like they felt the same way that yeah that was that was a frustrating one, but that one you kind of were able to chalk up to Deshaun Watson was a magician. You couldn't you couldn't get the defensive stops. You couldn't go on a on a fourth quarter rally on, the, on offensively, but they were in a good position coming into this homestand and they cleaned up. Yeah, I agree with all that. I still I look at that game and that's a game they really should have won. I mean that game yeah. was theirs for the taking. In so many ways, in a, down the stretch, and just imagine if they win that game. Right now, they're, they're seven and three. I mean, that's how close they are to like. I mean, it's just <laughs> incredible. I mean, the turnaround, and you have to give John Gruden a lot of credit and his staff, like he mentioned. Just uh, they've done a great job this year. I mean, as bad as 
I thought they were last year. They've been uh, better this year. Just uh, you know, got to tip your cap. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know your fear, our fear after that Vikings game was, is this really going to turn just like last year, where it's it's not just you know, losing years happen when you're kind of trying to build a team, but last year was just such a depressing year to be around these guys, um, and it's it's still just you can't. You can't point to any particular strength that they have and say this is why they're they can be a playoff team. I mean, this isn't a, a team you watch and say, yeah, I can see them. You know, I think in 2016 when they were you know going on a run, you could see the way Derek Carr was playing and their offense was, was elite, and you could say, hey, get Derek Carr into the playoffs. That team has a chance to go on on a run. I don't necessarily see that with this team, but. This team was not expected to be a playoff contender. It doesn't really matter if they're quite built yet for a, a run into January, but if they get into late December and they're playing games that put them in position to possibly get there, I mean, that that's all you could ask for out of this season. Yeah, but to use the gambling term, they're playing right now with house money. They've won, they've won already, and they have this money they weren't counting on having, and that's when you can really win big is when you kind of uh, you know you go for it, and they're definitely going for it. I just think um, – who knows? I mean, it's uh, it's really is a, an incredible uh, turn of events this last month, and um, they're in a good spot. I mean, they got a lot of young talent and playing playing well, and the veterans are definitely doing their part. And so it's uh, it's been a good mix. What are they up to? Uh, Fourteen touchdowns, I believe, now from rookies after Foster Moreau uh, ties a franchise record already. So they got uh, six know. games left. Yeah. Um, I mean, Foster Moreau put him in that that category of rookies that. Not a whole lot of expected out of him. I mean, I thought he was going to be a blocking type tight end, and I mean, he's he's given him way more production at, at tight end than than I think any of us expected. Yeah, it shows the power of you know the play action plays. I mean, that running game was so good. You got Engold you know leading the way in the big old line. That really like on a play like that, you really can't. If everyone's going to the right, you really can't. It's hard to factor for uh, for um, Moreau on the left side, and he was wide open. So he's he's been good at knowing his role and kind of. Uh, he gets open in the end zone, so you got to tip your cap. Ingold has touched the ball seven times this season. Um, what, what's happened on all seven of those uh, times he's touched the ball? He's gotten first downs or scored, right? I mean, yeah. So he's and most of like, most of those are fourth or third and short. Yeah, they're all short yardage. So I mean, they weren't that good with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch wasn't automatic on, on third and short or fourth <laughs> and short. I mean, so it's pretty. It's I mean, the other guy who just uh, we talk about the rookies who were drafted. I mean, that guy wasn't even drafted, and he's. Uh, He's had a huge year. And again, I think we mentioned this in the past, but a lot of teams want to use fullbacks. So for them to have a fullback is a big part of their offense. Definitely catches opponents off guard and something they got to deal with. So I think it's just another another feather in the in the coaching staff's cap. Yeah, I mean, six runs that have all picked up a first down, and then he had that pass that went for the touchdown. Um, I mean, it's – and the, the fun thing is you can see, I mean, him and Jacobs, you've written about it, are so well connected that, uh, I mean, it, they, they love playing with each other and – and it, it's a combination that you could see being together for, for a long time. Yeah, and on the other side of the ball, you get the same kind of thing with, uh, with Max and with Klee. I mean, Salt and Pepper, right? Yeah, they're their best, they're best buds. And last week, Klee had two and a half sacks. Today, had Max has four. And I was giving uh, Furl a hard time after the game. I was like, hey, the bar's high for next week. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> it really is. And so, I mean, but he was mad because he said Max stole one of his sacks the day he was there. And, and Max got in his way. But I think you see that again. It's all about the confidence, especially with Klee. Like, he's a guy who struggled, I'll say that. He lost some weight. But he also was struggling uh, just getting getting pressure in the first half of the year. But um, he got his weight back up. And he's, he's making some moves. And he's learned the defense and what he has to do as far as angles. And I just um, – 
again, all of a sudden, I mean, that's probably one of my bigger surprises is that all of a sudden they have a they got a legitimate pass rush and, and Deion Jordan, you know, first game today looks like he's going to be able to help. So I just think it's uh, for me that's the biggest change in his defense the last month. Yeah, uh, so Crosby now has six and a half sacks on the year. Um, We are recording this as the Sunday night football game is being played, but uh, Khalil Mack came into that game with five and a half. So uh, if he currently does not have a sack, it doesn't look like he has recorded a statistic in that game, uh, according to uh, the stat sheet here. He's having. A, he's having. A, I'm not sure what's going on with Khalil. He's, he's having, getting a lot of pressures. All that. Yeah, we know. We know. But still, that. he's not. He's not been the same guy he was here for some reason. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, definitely. I mean, that trade uh, looks better and better. I mean, like someone on Twitter, I think, asked me what I trade Josh Jacobs in the first round pick for Khalil Mack right now, and I, I probably wouldn't. So, I mean, uh, it's crazy. But who thought I would say that? But. Um, yeah, it's all again. This league is just weird. It's all about uh, it's a week to week league, and you got to take advantage of your opportunities. And again, it's so much of it is confidence. Now you see these Raiders pass rushers getting a lot more confidence. Yep. All right, Max Crosby, defensive rookie of the year. No, I don't. Hey, jo- Josh Jacobs wants him to start getting attention. I mean, I think uh, who is the defensive rookie of the year? I have no idea who is. I'm trying to think of Nick Bosa. Is is I mean, yeah, he's had. He's, a, he's I don't. Not, I don't know what he did today. He's had. Yeah, a, well, he's he's been a little bit quiet since that three sack game of his, but uh, he's he's probably got it in the bag. Although I, if he didn't get any today, I think. Bosa's at seven sacks, and so Crosby's coming after him. He's at six and a half now. Um, yeah. I wonder. I, th- I thought Josh was a lock for the offensive one, but Kyler Murray's coming oh, up really pretty good, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's gonna be a good race for the uh, offensive rookie of the year as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with uh, without Ted, we'll uh, we we managed to make it through without without Ted. Uh, it's a it's a yeah, tough job. It was it was really hard. I really I really missed him a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that'll wrap up this week's episode of State of the Nation. We will be back, of course, in the middle of the week to get you ready for the Raiders heading to the Big Apple. You fired up for New York? Yeah, I love New York. And plus, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big game. I think it's going to be tougher than people think it's going to be because we got, we're being uh, under siege right now by uh, something. What's going on? We got helicopters here. Helicopters. They're circling. They're looking for you, Vic. Right uh, here. No, right no, here. no, 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 no. Shh. But, uh, yeah, New York's going to be fun. I just think, uh, yeah, they can win another game. and uh, if, if you said, get out of here alive. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, I, if I escape from the Coliseum alive. But, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, again, this has been a crazy year, so I'm looking forward to the, the next chapter. All right. We'll talk to you guys again later this week. For more exclusive Raiders content, including player interviews, go to theathletic.com slash state of the nation for a free seven-day trial and 40% off a subscription.